This is the Calm and Chaos Podcast, episode 31. I'm Thomas. I'm Matt. I'm Dakota. And I'm Jaden. We're just a couple of everyday guys trying to become better versions of ourselves. Welcome to our conversation. Because the world is chaos. Show or feel no nervousness, anger, or other strong emotion. Complete disorder or confusion. We're not only training our, you know, our defensive mindsets. We're also working, you know, in our spiritual lives and trying to make ourselves better human beings. podcast episode 31 uh sorry that there was not an episode last week we just couldn't get together and things happen sorry but thomas is oh we already said this we had an episode since you've been married right yeah at matt's house uh what else is going on in our lives nothing nothing jacob bethany got engaged oh true i don't know if either of them will listen to this but congrats probably not um, we ever gonna have him on the podcast? No. Uh, maybe. I don't know if he wants to. No. I'm not sure he's even listened to a single one. Neither did Nathan. True. We had him on three. That's because <laughs> we needed content. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I want to have probably him and then Tusi. Yes, definitely, and Thomas. Yeah, we need Thomas too. And we got to do the girls, but we've got to like get them together. Yeah, we've been saying that one for. Six months. months. The girls need to just be available, and then we could do it. Yeah, mine lives in another state now, so. Yeah. Mm. Well, mine lives with me. <laughs> Maddie's Maddie's right on the other side of this wall. She just doesn't want to be in this one. Okay, but. She's writing thank you notes. You're welcome. Uh, this week, we are going to be talking about Genesis. Uh, Matt had done an entire study on the book of Genesis, and he just finished. So he's gonna, I think he's going to be telling us about like his reflection notes and some of the key points that he's learned. So we can, we can just get right down to brass tacks. Why did God kill kids? <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, I'm pretty sure. Isn't that where this all started? That's how this started. Yeah, it is started. That's coming up in the beginning of Exodus. Oh, so um, you didn't get there yet? No, that's where um, the actual Passover comes into play. Can, can I actually, before you start, yeah. can I tell you something that I found hilarious that you said to us the other day? You uh, typed in our group chat and you said, hey, just finished my Genesis study. Um, going to spend this whole next week just kind of reflecting on what I read. Uh, I'll let you guys know how it goes. Still have a lot of questions. Hoping Exodus will reveal those for me. And I thought it was so funny because like, they will. Like, that's the whole point of the Bible. <laughs> and, and, and just, like, the way that you said it, it just made me crack up laughing because I was like, yes, yes, they will, Matt. Will, will chapter two continue from chapter one? <laughs> will my questions be answered? Stay tuned next week to find out. But, yeah, that's really where it started. Um, like I said, I haven't really come up with any solution to that yet, but um, I am getting there. And I wouldn't say that I had any type of serious analysis on Genesis or dug into anything too deep. But a lot of the stuff that I, I basically just start, started from the beginning and worked my way till the end. And it took me a long time because um, I'm, one, a slow reader, and two, just had a lot going on. Um, but that's not really an excuse. But um, I did end up making my way through it. And... As I walked through Genesis, as I went through every chapter, I just wrote some notes of every every chapter, some things that stuck out to me. And whenever I finally got around um, to the end, that's whenever I kind of, I, I tried to figure out like, okay, what are some serious takeaways of everything that I just read? And <laughs> there's not particularly one takeaway or anything big like hey this is what genesis is about um 
but I think that we oftentimes think about Genesis as like the beginning and I don't really look at it that way anymore. Um, I look at it more of God's declaration of his provision and his plan for humanity and not just the story of creation. And I think we tend to overlook um, like Abraham and the stories of like Joseph and all of these little nitty gritties inside of Genesis that really set the stage for a lot of big things that are coming to pass later on in the Bible. And that's kind of where my, where my studies left off. Do you know what, do you know what the definition of the word Genesis is? No. Uh, so you said that when we think of Genesis, we think of it is the beginning. So the definition of the word Genesis is the origin or mode of formation of something. So the, what, what you said is the definition of the word, the, oh, the, cool. the formation of what's to come. Huh. I did not know that. That's cool. Um, Sorry, Kiko. No, that's, that's good. That makes you, <laughs> I guess I got the right message. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know exactly where I'm going to steer this talk, but I'm just going to hit on a couple bullet points of some big things that I recognized. Um, the first was just inside of Genesis 32. Hey, we're in, we're in a big room. Can you get a little closer to that mic? Yeah, sorry. Um, okay. Genesis 32, and that's where Jacob wrestled with God or an angel. I don't know. There's a lot of different theories. Um, I believe that it was from God. My Bible app was open to Genesis 32 already. Hmm. What verse? Perfect. (laughs) Um, 24. And I'm just going to read down through it. Um, Then Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, Let me go, for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, What is your name? He said, Jacob, and he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. And Jacob asked, saying, tell me your name, I pray. And he said, why is it that you ask about my name? And he blessed him there. So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, for I have seen God face to face and my life is preserved. So, I mean, it literally talks about how he saw God, but some people like to think that that was an angel that he was wrestling with. I don't really know exactly what it is. The, what, the, what do you think? The, I'm not. I'm not sure who it was. I th- I see a lot of people talking about it was Jesus. Um, not like God the figurehead, but it was actually Jesus that came down, because I think in some translations it says the angel of the Lord, and I could be completely wrong here, but I'm pretty sure when they say the angel of the Lord, they mean Jesus. Um, but the, the thing that I take away from that is your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. And the thing that I find very fascinating is the definition of the name Israel is one who struggled with God. And that right there is the genesis of the nation of Israel. So throughout, throughout the entire Old Testament, you see Israel struggling with God. You see them falling away. You see them coming back. You they're in the the the, the 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 thing that I've been studying uh, in uh, Judges. Mm-hmm. It talks about this cycle that the Israelites are stuck in, and the cycle is sin, and then someone takes the Israelites over, and then they repent, and then a judge comes along. And then the judge dies, and then they sin again. And it's just this spiral of the entire book of Judges. That's what happens. And Israel is that. The definition of the word is what the nation does. They struggle with God because they are with God, and then they forget what God did for them. We talked about that in the last podcast where there was a nation. I don't remember where. What was that from? What we talked about. But it was, it, was a, it was a generation that had forgotten what God did for their fathers and their ancestors. And then God had to, like, come back and, like, teach them. And so, like, I, I find that very interesting. And I always have 
how his name was changed to Israel and then Israel became the name of the nation and then the definition of the name is what happened to the whole nation throughout the Bible. Right. So, but your question is, who do, you, who do we think that that guy was? Did your chair just break? Yeah, but it's all right. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. Fixture. Did you fix um, it or did you break it more? Uh, no, it's good. He fixed um, it. Okay. So this is kind of, these, these were my thoughts just about, do you think that this was a physical fight? Yes. 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 Okay. I think that it was a spiritual and mental fight. Um, but the reason that God spun it in a physical, inside of like the physical realm and like we see it as like a physical fight is because I think he was trying to tell us a story, um, and like illustrate to us something that we can conceive that we're used to and that we can like grasp onto a little bit easier because I mean, God works in parables all the time. I don't think that this is a parable. I think this actually happened, but I think that he made it actually happen physically so that we can understand it better. Um, and one of the reasons I think that is, I don't know if any of you, I mean, pretty much, I don't know, I'd say majority of people have, like, whenever you're little, like, wrestled with your dad or your father. And, like, the reason that you do that is, one, because it's fun, but it's because there's a little bit of a, a power dynamic there and a little bit of a struggle. And <clears throat> whenever I, I think that they're, they're going face-to-face, and they're up against each other, and they're battling it out, and they're wrestling with each other. But I don't think that they're just wrestling physically. I think that they're wrestling spiritually as well. And I think that Jacob is wrestling with doubt. And doubt that God won't keep his word inside of his blessings. I agree. I think it's both. I think it's physical and spiritual. Because before this, isn't he about to go see his brother? And he's like scared. Yeah. Yeah, he was. When you see my brother Esau, yeah. So this yes. is yeah. this is when he's about to go meet his brother for the first time since he screwed him over, and so he's super. He's terrified, right. and then the angel of the Lord comes to him that night, mm-hmm. and he's wrestling with him physically, and he's wrestling with a lot spiritually because he's he feels bad for what he did to Esau. Right, but I think that. Because it says, and he said, let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he wanted, God already blessed him. He already had his blessing from his father, I believe. Is that correct? Yeah, the, I think yes. so. the one that he stole from his brother. Yes. So he, he already had that. We'll touch on that later on, too. We literally stole the birthright, but God still blessed him, even though he stole it. Like, isn't that kind of like jacked up? Um, but that's another thing that I want to touch on. So we'll segue into that in a minute. Um, but where was I headed? Spiritual and physical. Yeah, so he He, said, he was doubting that he would, needed to be blessed. Yeah, he was. He already had the blessing, and, and he was doubting that God was going to keep his word. And I think that God let him wrestle with that doubt. Why did he not just... Why did he not just give him confirmation right off? The, why is this story even happening? You know what I'm saying? Why did they even have to wrestle? Why didn't God just give him confirmation that he was going to be okay and give him the blessing? They, he made them wrestle for the night, the entire night. The Lord works in mysterious ways. Yeah. But, but what I'm saying is like while they're wrestling, they're growing together. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're testing each other's power dynamics. And, and that's why um, God touches his hip, I think just to show, hey, I, I'm extremely powerful and you don't even understand. Like, I'm letting this happen. Right. I'm, I'm letting it happen. And he's, he's basically just, it. He's just flexing on him, yeah. essentially. you know. It, but I think what's important about this is like that father-son dynamic of wrestling and the power dynamics there and the struggles between the two and the doubt there that God is using this to strengthen him mm-hmm. and let, let him fumble a little bit and figure it out himself rather than God just giving him the answer. And I think that's where um, God uses situations like this um, to help make us stronger and help us get a a, a little bit more confident in his blessings rather than just giving us the answer and making everything easy. Because then we wouldn't grow. 
Yes. There's, there, we learn nothing from that. Exactly. That's like a totally different spin from what I had on this. Really? Yeah. The last the last time I was at church was which was of last last Tuesday. It was. Um, this was this was what the message was, and that's why this was already open on my app, my Bible app. Oh, um, okay. The way that it was, because we were watching a video of somebody else preaching it on it, and the way the way that it was, that he had presented his message was that like because you know like you said I mean he's kind of like wrestling with a lot like spiritually here because like you said he was going to visit his brother he hadn't seen his brother since he stole his birthright from him so like. Obviously, they didn't really leave on good terms. His brother has a right to be pissed. Right. Yeah, definitely. So, he has all these emotions going on, and, I mean, he has, like, all these important people with him. Like, he has his two wives with him, which, that's that's another topic. But, um, he had his wives with him. He had servants with him. He had all, he had, like, all of his, like, material possessions with him. Like, this guy was going with the intent on, like, Esau hoping that he would want him to stay there with him, is what, what it sounds like. And... Whenever he's, like, wrestling with God, whether that's actually physical or spiritual or however that was happening, he was he was wrestling with God. And how he says, let me go for it is daybreak. And he says, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The way that the whole message that he had prepared was spun was that whenever you're wrestling with God like that, and you sometimes you'll either just, like, feel stuck or you feel like you're unworthy of whatever it is you're trying to get at or whatever, it's, like, okay to ask God to bless you through it. Like, because, like, the way that he was saying, like, the pastor was saying, I mean, we have all this stuff already. Like, we're definitely blessed beyond belief. And it, it almost seems, like, unreasonable to ask for more. Mm-hmm. But whenever you're whenever you're constantly seeking God and, like, pushing through all the issues that you're having spiritually or whatever, it's okay to ask for it. Hmm. And you'll probably get it. Hmm. So, two things on that. One, you just answered your own question from before yeah, the podcast. And two, what we were talking about... Uh, the the Matthew 12 you have to be careful in that though because in Matthew 12 when the the Jews came to him and said give us a sign Lord give us a miracle he chastised them right he yelled at them right and we have to yes ask for a blessing from God 100% but be careful that you don't become reliant on asking God for miracles and asking God for all these signs because even in the, the judges that I've been studying, Gideon, he, God literally came to him in flesh or an angel. It was an angel of God came to him in the flesh, said, here's my plan. You're going to do it, do it. And Gideon was like, nah, give me a couple more signs first. Mm-hmm. And then God gave him a sign and Gideon was like, okay, we'll do it again. And then God gave him a sign and then Gideon said, okay, we'll do it again. So we have to be careful that we don't become that. Right. Because if if I learned anything from judges and the things that I've been trying to study, it's that in those books, those people, they were put there to save Israel, but they were really broken and bad people, most of them. And it was God proving to us that you can be a garbage human being, but I'm going to use you anyway. Yes. That segues me into my next point. <laughs> yeah, but keep going, out. keep going. But that's literally perfect. But so, so like, it's just we have to be careful that we don't become Gideon and we don't become the Jews only asking for miracles because we need to know by looking at God's word that he's going to provide. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm good there. Yeah, that's – well, I, that, that's good. Um, but one of the other things inside of that story – was that Jacob's continuous? Jacob is is having a history of wrestling with doubt and struggling with trusting God ever since he came out of um, ever since he came out of the womb. Um, what early, was it? His mom name was Rebecca. Um, yes. Yeah. Okay. And earlier in Genesis, I don't know if either of you guys remember um, whenever Jacob and Esau were born, there was a struggle between who was going to be the first out of the womb because then that's the oldest and they get the birthright. Mm. And I don't remember exactly what it lo- what it looked like or where it was at in Genesis, um, but there was a ribbon tied around one of their feet or one of their hands or something like that as to who was the first one to come out. And somehow the ribbon got switched or where is that at? I'm going to have to figure it out so I don't butcher it. Um, let me find it. 
I'm going to take a guess. 20. Dang it, 25. Oof. 24. Verse 24. Yes. So when her days were fulfilled for her to give birth, indeed there were twins in her womb, and the first came out red. He was hairy like a garment all over, so they called his name Esau. Afterward, his brother came out, and his hand took hold of Esau's heel. So his name was called Jacob. Isaac was 60 years old when she bore them. So the boys grew. Okay, so that's what that's what it was. Um, Jacob was grabbing hold of Esau's heel. Trying to pull him back in. So he could be the first. And that is sort of foreshadowing. Ew, that's ew. Yeah, Isn't that yeah. weird? The way that I just said trying to pull him back in made me, give me chills. <laughs> ew. <laughs> no, but what, through my research, that that was foreshadowing what we're running into right now, yeah. how he wanted, I mean, it was written in his DNA that he was going to have a struggle for this birthright and that blessing ever since he was born. And that's sort of what this is, what this is foreshadowing and why they even included that inside of the text. I think, I think it had to happen like, because the, the whole wrestling event is also foreshadowing what the nation that comes from Jacob is going to be like. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's that was the the name change where God says you're not Jacob anymore, you're Israel. You your literal existence means to struggle with me. Is that what? I don't know. That's what Israel means. Really? Yeah. I just said that. To oh. struggle with God. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> huh. That's interesting. You know how this stuff all ties in once you start digging into. And this is all stuff that like I never like we've talked about all this stuff, but like I never like pieced it all together. That's why I just wanted to start from square one, because there's so many pieces of the puzzle that we learn at different points in our lives, and we forget stuff here and forget stuff there. But like starting from square one and trying to tie it all together, I think provides a little bit more insight. Have you ever talked to an older dude who's read through the entire Bible front to front to back? No. So I have, and I always look at them with jealousy because I feel like they understand something that I don't. Yeah. Like, I know so many stories in the Bible, and I know what all of them are trying to teach. But having read from cover to cover, there has to be a clarity there that I just don't understand yet because I haven't done it. Right. And it, I'm jealous if you actually, like, go Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. I don't know, man. I think you should. It'd be really cool. I absolutely think you should. It would be cool. I don't know. There's just there's so much to it. Like I I, I can't even gather all of my thoughts. That's why I said I need like a couple of weeks to just collect my thoughts. I can't wait till you have 52 different or 66 different notebooks, one for each book <laughs> of the Bible and all the questions and notes that you have. It's it's just it's just a lot, man. And that's why like people say that you learn something new every time you read the Bible because there's so much in there, and it all ties together in some manner. It's crazy. Um. But anyhow, like I said, tying that into what you talked about inside of, I mean, it's a kind of a general question around God using imperfect people to do his perfect work. Jacob received his birthright after he stole it off of Esau whenever he tricked their father and he put like hair on his arms and stuff whenever Esau was hunting, remember? He put hair on his arms and, and he acted like he was Esau to get the birthright. Um, Which is like, this is hardcore, like, gross. Yeah. He glued fur onto his arms, pretend, like, his dad was blind and, like, pretty much deaf. Right. And he went in and just, like, tricked him. Yeah. And his mom was like, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, it's kind of rotten. It's, it, I mean, it's extremely jacked up, especially as big of a deal as that birthright was back then. Like we don't, mm -hmm. I don't really know how to associate that to anything today, because you, you nobody's can't. words really mean anything today. Mm -hmm. But like back then, whenever people's words words actually mean something, that was a big deal. How crazy would the story have been if it just went how it was supposed to? Like everything that we read in the Bible. Imagine if Jacob wouldn't have done that and Esau just got the birthright. Imagine if the Israelites just got taken out of Egypt and then followed God the entire time. Imagine if Adam and Eve never sinned. Dude, like, like, <laughs> yeah, like seriously, like, if we would just stop getting in our own way, 
God already has a plan, but no, we but, just mess yeah, but it up. Then, then we wouldn't need him. No, because he did it for us. We just keep getting in the way, and we keep messing it up, so he, he's got to fix things. Right, exactly. Right. I'd rather just do what he wanted the first time instead of making him fix it 12 times. I don't think he has to fix it, and this is actually where I was headed. One of, my, one of my biggest points inside of Genesis, I don't think that he has to fix problems whenever we make mistakes or veer off the plan. I think that us veering off the plan was part of the plan to begin with. And the, yeah. re- the reason that God uses those imperfect circumstances, like Jacob literally stole that birthright off of Esau, and then he was still blessed for it. Why would God bless something, bless a person that stole the birthright off of Esau if that wasn't his plan to begin with? So I think that God interweaving his perfect plan through our imperfect actions complements his sovereignty even more inside of our lives and his control and his plan inside of what goes on if he can actually take everything imperfect that happens and spins it in a way that actually gets done what he wants to get done. And it's something that I can't even like comprehend and we can't comprehend, but it's crazy that it works that way. That's the quote of the episode. I don't I don't remember how you said it, but when I listen back, I'm like that's, that's I don't a good... really even know what I just said. It was honestly. good. It was really good. <laughs> I hope it made sense. <laughs> but that was one of my biggest takeaways inside because dude like Lot and like Abraham and Jacob and like Samson and like all of these people, they're all jacked up people. Like David was like adulterous and like all of these people that God used and we like look up to and name our kids after and like all of these people were like jacked up people garbage yeah like uh, like um who's the tax collector was that Matthew? ezekiel zachariah zachariah yeah zachariah well that matthew was the tax collector too priest no zachariah was his name matthew was the tax zachariah yes zacchaeus that's what i was thinking that's what i was thinking i ain't never seen a guy named zacchaeus anyway zacchaeus was the chief tax collector yeah that's what I was thinking. But what I'm saying is, like, we, we look up to all of these people inside of the Bible. We I'm name, name our kids boy. after I'm them. I'm going to name my kids like he is. Sorry, wife. <laughs> and we, we look up to these people, and to us, they are, like, God's perfect people, and they're God's chosen people to do his perfect work. But they're just as jacked up as we are, if and everybody's worse. jacked up. Yeah. Who, who was it, Peter or Paul, that murdered Christians before he went blind? Paul. Paul, yeah. Paul. So these aren't all good people, is what I'm saying. Absolutely. So, so like people that like don't think that they're good enough, or like don't think that like God could use us because like we're not good enough to do His work. Like God uses imperfect people. Just read the Bible. Work. Yeah, and everyone in the Bible isn't perfect. I mean, if they were perfect, they would be Jesus Himself. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why Jesus was special. That's why He's got red letters. Yes, and like I think that. Like I said, that just illustrates his, his power and control over the world despite how jacked up it is and shows his, what is it? What's the word? Sovereignty. I guess it is just sovereignty over everything. that shows his sovereignty not just over the good stuff, but over the bad too, if he can use the bad to do the good. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Yeah, uh, 100%. And I think that's one of the biggest points inside of genesis I, I think that's not just genesis that's the whole bible yes probably like the bible. like the entire bible is god using jacked up people to do his will yeah like, like so i'm gonna keep bringing it back to judges because that's what i've been reading but the book of judges there's there's like one two three four five main parts of judges there's the pretty good judges that were like Eh, they're pretty good people. Then there's like the bad judges, and then there's the really bad judge. And the really bad judge is Samson. He sucked. Like, as a person, he was the worst. But he's the one everyone knows because his story was so cool. Im- impactful. It was cool. Yeah, like, it just... But, like, Samson was a bad dude. Mm-hmm. Like, he murdered people because he wanted to murder people. Mm-hmm. And it, it, he just didn't care. But God set him apart because he knew that in the end it was going to set the Philistines or set the Israelites free from the Philistines. And it, I don't know. It just go, it like everyone that you read about in the Bible has problems. Everyone that you look up to, name your kids after in the Bible, 
has problems. So I think it's very important for people nowadays that read to understand that you're going to have problems. You're going to suck. You're always going to fall short. Just do your best. Because mm-hmm. even the people that we read, we read about didn't do their best. But God still used them. Mm-hmm. Like Samson, he, it says like in the end of the verse that the Spirit of God left him. And it's like, see ya. He was like, you're not doing my will anymore. I'm not going to help you anymore. And like, that's really rough, but like, that's the truth. You have, you have to try your best. Well, we're not trying our best. It's our own fault. Mm-hmm. All right. Next, next topic. Um, we're, we're at about 30 minutes. Touching on that a little bit more. Um, one of the, one of the stories inside of Genesis 34, summing it all up quickly, um, Actually, let me, let me read through it just very briefly. I'll skip. What is it? Verse um, what? 30, 34. I'm just going to I'm just gonna rip through. Like, chapter 34? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Chapter 34. Yeah. Um, now, d- is it Dina? I don't know. Dina, the daughter of Leah, whom she had born to Jacob, went out to see her daughters of the, of the land. And when Shechem, the son of Hamor, I'm butchering this, whatever, prince of the country saw her, he took her and lay with her and violated her. His soul was mine strongly... Says, mine says raped. Okay. His soul was strongly attracted to Dina, the daughter of Jacob, and he loved the young woman and spoke kindly to the young woman. So Shechem took his father, Hamor, saying, get me this young woman as a wife. So, I mean, they're literally just using this, this lady and just pretty much telling her who she's going to marry. And I mean, it's kind of pretty jacked up, um, especially after he literally raped her, but... Um, and Jacob heard that he had defiled Dina, his, his daughter. Now his sons were with his livestock in the field, so Jacob held his peace until they came. Blah, 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 blah. It, 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 en- it ended up that Jacob's sons said that he could marry her if all of his people, all of, like, who was it? Uh, Shechem, I guess. All of, as long as all of the people that he ruled over... Shem. Shem. I think it's Shem. All right. Shechem. 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 Whatever it is. As long as all of the people that he ruled over got circumcised, he could he could marry their daughter. Mm-hmm. Or sister, whoever it is. You get the point. Um, but he's like, okay, we'll do it. So he got he made all of his people get circumcised. And while they were in bed resting from getting circumcised, they're in extreme pain. So everyone was in bed. Jacob's brother or Jacob's sons went to the city. They killed all of the people because they couldn't defend themselves because they were all in because they were all in bed resting from their circumcisions. They looted their city, kidnapped their wives and kids as revenge to him. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. You know, I've actually I've never read that. I've heard, I've heard this story before. I don't, I don't remember like, it like that. Dude, that is hardcore. the biggest con. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, marry my sister, but first get all your men to chop half their wieners off. Yeah. And he's like, all right, that seems fair. And then you go in while they all just got their wieners chopped off, and you just kill all of them. <laughs> That's so messed up. Kill them all, take everything they had, and then call it a day. Dude, one of the funniest things is uh, King David. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I just, I just, I text yeah. this in our group chat every like once a couple months. King David to marry one of his wives. I think it was Saul's daughter or something. Mm-hmm. He, he was like, "Hey, I want to marry your daughter." And Saul's like, "All right, I want two hundred foreskins." And David was like, "All right." And so he went out and he killed a bunch of people <laughs> Seems and bought fair. a sack of foreskins <laughs> to King Saul and handed them to him. So like every once in a while, I'll text in our group chat and be like, "It's your daily reminder that David paid for his wife in a bag of foreskin." <laughs> Anyhow, I know I know that like I don't know that story inside and out. I don't know that story inside that and out. Is I know the story. <laughs> and, and, That's the whole thing. No, 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 not that story. The story oh. that I just read. I don't know it inside and out. But um, it, all, all in all, the sons of Jacob came upon the slain and plundered the city because their sister had been defiled. They took their sheep, their oxen, and their donkeys, and what was in the city and what was in the field, and all their wealth. All their little ones and their wives they took captive, and they plundered even all that was in the houses. 
Can I just, like, it was only two guys. Can I just say that? It was only two of them. It was two guys that, that killed the entire city. Well, they if they're all They in couldn't bed. defend themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't walk. They're in such pain. So, anyhow, well, the, reason, the reason I bring it up, and I know I butchered the first half of that story to get there, but what I'm saying is, like, one of the things that drives me crazy whenever people say, like, oh, the world's so bad, man. Things are getting really bad. Like, the world has always been jacked up. And God's people that he used to do his perfect work were jacked up, too. And they were doing some crazy, like, wicked stuff. So I think that, that like, like I said before, there's a lot of impurities in the world now. And there were then, too. It's just what we do with those impurities that that really brings out the difference between us following God's plan and sticking with him and having faith in him and not. Mm-hmm. And I was happy that whenever we were planning what we were going to talk about today, you mentioned that you wanted to talk about Samson. Um, and I, I know that now, like you said, you don't really want to talk about that a whole lot. No, we can. Well, that's not really where I'm headed. Okay. But, um, I think that the Bible talks about like seeking and finding, um, and you talked about finding a connection, and how you were having trouble like finding that connection inside of like what does mm-hmm. God want us to talk about today? Um, I think that God just kind of uses us wherever we're at, and whether we have that connection with Him or whether we're wrestling with God and where He wants us, what He wants us to talk about, what He wants our next decision to be. I think that what's important through that wrestle and through that struggle is that we're looking for a connection and you know what that connection is. Because the fact that you don't feel that connection doesn't mean that God isn't there. It just means that you're continuing to seek that. Mm-hmm. And I was happy that like you brought that up and then you said that you don't feel a connection with it because I don't think that we're always going to find a connection with everything that we study. But regardless knowing that we're that we're wrestling with that and knowing that like hey we feel connection hey we don't that's literally a wrestling match yeah that, that actually helps a lot with the with what i was thinking but like for, for everyone listening i'll say it like i we were gonna record this episode and we were like okay matt we'll talk about genesis and then we need to record another episode what do we want to talk about and i was like well i've been looking at samson we could talk about that and then that the more that i looked at it the more i just felt this block where i was like i'm not getting anything and usually when i go to study something something will jump out at me and be like that's what you're going to talk about mm-hmm. and what the more that i studied judges because originally it was just samson and then i was like ah, i'm not finding anything there let me study the whole book of judges and i just it, i felt nothing but it wasn't that god wasn't talking to me it was that god was saying don't talk about this yet mm-hmm. like that to maybe not today and it it's definitely a know what God's voice sounds like situation. Yeah. And I don't know if I said this on the podcast or I said this to, oh, I think I said it to uh, Pastor Nick actually when we were doing midlights the other night. Um, so have you ever had a family member that you hadn't seen in a really long time and then you see them and it's like, I don't even know who that person is. Well, so I had, that happened to me the other day. I was in sheets and I saw my aunt and I literally haven't seen her in eight plus years. And she was standing there and she like did a double take on me and then smiled and went, hi. And I just went, hey, because I have no idea who this woman is standing in front of me. And then she turns around to this kid standing next to her and the kid's taller than I am. And she goes, that's your cousin. And then he turned around and looked at me and I recognized him and I was like, oh, shoot. And in that same regard, just like so you can understand what I'm saying, God's the same way. If you don't sit with God and you don't read your Bible and pray and go to church and you're seeking God's voice, when it when it, God's voice does call, you're going to have no idea what it looks like. You're going to have no idea what it sounds like. So it, what the point I'm trying to make is that it's very important to heed God's word often so that when the time comes and God does tell you something, you know what it sounds like. You know what it is. And like... That was just where I was this morning when I was looking at judges and I was like, he's not telling me to do anything about this. Like something's wrong. Maybe I should, I just should not talk about it. Mm -hmm. So I I think that 
I don't know where how we started this. God, God wants us to struggle. Yes. Yeah. And He wants us to wrestle because that makes us stronger and it, it helps us listen. Mm-hmm. That way, whenever we actually do hear His voice, we know it's for sure His voice. And we and and that's sort of where I was at an hour before I got here. <laughs> whenever you said, "Hey, I don't want to talk about this anymore. I'm just not feeling a connection with it." And one of the points that I wanted to bring up was Jacob in wrestling with God. And I think that's exactly what you're talking about. Like, I don't know. I'm just not really feeling a connection. Well, like it's a wrestling match, you know, and it's sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. And like, I did wrestle. wrestle. Yeah. I I did wrestle. And like, sometimes like you're on top. Sometimes you're on the bottom. Sometimes things are good. Sometimes you get pinned, but regardless of where you're at, you never give up and you never stop fighting. And I think that's sort of where you're at. And that tied, that's why I was like, I think the fact that you weren't find a conne- finding a connection helped me find a connection. <laughs> you know what I mean? Inside Dope. Of, inside <laughs> of what I wanted to talk about because that illustrates my point mm-hmm. pretty much to a T. And it, whenever I was on vacation last week, that's something that stuck out to me a lot as like I would just like take walks on the beach and stuff like that and just spend a little bit of time on my own. Um, I don't know if you guys remember that song. Um, it was by uh, Hillsong, I think. How he loves yep. and talks about like he is jealous for me. Yeah. Um, loves like a hurricane. I am a sea. I'm something. a tree. I'm a tree. Yeah. Um, but it talks about like how God is jealous for us, and like whenever we have that struggle and we have that fight, he he wants us to come out on top and he wants us to wrestle with him. Um, and his love there is never ending. And, he, and like I said, he wants us to struggle. He wants us to wrestle. Um, but if we seek, he, we will find. And he just wants us to find. But as we seek, he wants us to wrestle a little bit too, just so that we come out on top. And we, whenever we do come out on top, we know for sure that's his voice. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of where you're at. And I'm having a lot of trouble summing up my thoughts right now because it's a little bit like unorganized. But like, it's a hard thing to grasp too, and to like put into words. See, the thing for the thing that was hard for me in that situation specifically was uh, usually, I, I, most of the time when I'm doing stuff like that, something jumps out at me, mm-hmm. and it's never happened where I got nothing. And I do think that it was for exactly what you're saying, so that God could one show me that I need to keep wrestling, and two make that connection for you so that we could have this conversation. Mm -hmm. And as much as like, I was annoyed all day because I was like, what the heck are we going to talk about? Like, I I have nothing. Like, I can't think of anything. It was for a purpose. So that this conversation could happen so we could talk about wrestling and understand it more because it it is very important to wrestle because you grow from it and you learn from it. Well, these are my notes. I can't sum up my thoughts. Maybe this will make more sense because this is whenever it initially hit me. I hit, I typed into my phone. Um, maybe he wants, maybe God wants us to bring up Samson, but he doesn't want you to feel a connection because maybe there isn't a connection. God uses us wherever we're at. Maybe we aren't special. Maybe we aren't perfect. Maybe our stories suck. Maybe we don't have any spiritual attachment to anything that we're talking about. But the journey and the mission and the struggle is really what he wants out of us. So you know what's interesting about that? Read, what'd you say at the beginning of that? Read that again. I think God wanted this to happen. We saw it and we found he wants us to bring up Samson, but doesn't want us to feel a connection because maybe there isn't a connection. God uses us wherever we're at. Okay, right there. Maybe we aren't special. So my, my mom today, I said to her, I was like, I'm reading this and I can't find anything. And she was like, you know, that book and like those people, they kind of just feel like a story to me. Like, I don't feel connected to that at all. So that's really funny that you say that because it's exactly what my mom said about it. Yeah. And that's where a lot of these people are inside of Genesis. Like, they're just they're regular people, but God chooses them at a specific point to use them. And they're not all special. A lot of them suck. A lot of them are actually evil people. And they, like, I mean, no, they're not, they're not evil people, but they're not perfect either. They got a lot of bad stuff going on. And, I mean, they're, they have some of them pretty rough past, but God still uses them. So regardless of 
whether they have a serious connection and they're like the best Christian and the, the best Bible readers out there, God still uses them. And I don't think that we always need to feel a connection. We just need to be open to listening. Mm-hmm. I agree. That sums up my thoughts a little bit better, I think. Yeah, I think we summed that up pretty well. But the, anyhow, bringing all of that back to where we're at <clears throat> inside of Genesis, again, I don't think it's a, it's a book just about the beginning, but I think it's a book about setting the stage for humanity and how God uses people when he uses them and how he uses them, I think is completely irrelevant to our spiritual connection a lot of times. Not, maybe that was worded a little bit wrong, but I think that regardless of where we're at in life, I think God will use you if you are open to him using you and you listen. Is pretty much what I gathered from the from the whole book. Oh, okay. So you, you don't got any other passages you want to bring up? I mean, I have a whole notebook full of stuff. Um, and I mean, we could dive into a couple more, but like, those are the, those are like the heavy hitting ones that like I connected with the most. That I felt like. I got bad news for you. I think that's the theme you're gonna find throughout the whole Bible. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think every book in the Bible you're about to read is about to give you that theme. Right, right, I know. <laughs> That's just the way it is. But, I mean, it's all good stuff, you know? I mean, I learned a lot. I'm just, I'm looking forward to digging into the first, like, I think it's six chapters of Exodus to talk a little bit more on the Passover and stuff like that. So that, that'll be some good stuff. But I, I think I'm going to take another couple weeks here and just meditate a little bit longer on Genesis just because there's so much stuff here, and I feel like there's some things that fell between the cracks. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot more to gather from it. And I don't want to move on before I completely feel at peace with this Well, book. I will say, feeling completely at peace with this book isn't going to happen until you move on to the next one. Well, I, I don't think I understand it enough, is what I'm saying. It, one of the things that I don't understand enough is God's blessing on the Israelites. But I think Exodus might give a little bit more insight into that. But I want to make sure I understand this before I move on. That way I don't like miss a whole bunch of pieces in between and then miss out. I just, I just got a phone call from a number that I don't have saved in my phone. And it just says wireless caller. And then I got a text from that number. And it says, your phone's labeled the Common Chaos Project? Like, seriously? I have no idea who that is. <laughs> I don't know. Why is your phone labeled that? When people call me because my phone number is attached to the Google email, <laughs> oh, no. it comes up to Common Chaos Project. Dude, it's so Think bad. about all the people it's you awful. work with. They, well, it's free advertising. <laughs> I guess so. Listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, after this podcast, whoever that is, I'm going to text you and we'll figure out who you are. But if you're listening, shouts out to you. Um, I th- You know what I think I want to do? What? I think I wanted, so I know that we all talked about doing the Bible study, like as a group and with our friends and yeah. a lot of people. Yes. I think we should all do Exodus together. Yeah. And then start going book through book. Can we please? That'd be cool. Like you already did Genesis, and there's a lot less planning that way. That's for sure. I would eventually like to do it, but I think because like I would like to have read through all of Genesis with you and then you bring your views, I bring my views. Yeah. yeah. That would have been cool. So, yeah. like, I think we should do, like, once a month, probably, like, in the middle of the month. Yeah. We do, like, the first half of Exodus and then that, we have that Bible study and we all bring the first half of Exodus and then we do a podcast on the first half of the book and then the next month in the middle of the month do the same thing. Can we talk about that a little bit more? Because that's something that I've been putting a lot of time and thought into. And you guys know that that's something that's been on the top of my mind um, more recently. But I was thinking and praying the uh, few weeks back. And my thoughts were, we have everything that it takes to do something big. And I, I started going down through the list like, Jaden is like our media guy and like I stood Nathan can do like music and like every, everybody has their gifts that so-and-so can do this so-and-so can do that and then like something hit me and just stopped and it's like okay well then why don't you do it 
if we have it, I'm like going down through the list. Like we have this, we have that, we have this, we have that. And then like something just like stop me. It's like, okay, then do it. We keep like, we have everything it takes to just do it. Why don't we just I think we all think about that too. I think about it constantly. I think about it like almost every day. I actually, I talked to Pastor Nick about it because I was at his house the other day and I talked to him about our group. And I said, we literally have every skill necessary to be a powerhouse. But none of us are, and, and before I even finished my sentence, I said, but none of us are, and he went, stepping all the way in. Yeah. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and, and he was like, and he said this, and I don't know if this is the answer, but this is what he said. And I kind of believe it, but he's like, you need to come to Generations and actually get connected. Because as much as we, and I'm, I'm okay to say this, as much as we have issues with that place, that place is a good facilitator to get us in the right direction because they are already like established and they have the tools and things that we need to get gone. Yeah. Like they got, they have it set up for us waiting for us to take hold of it. Like I was at pastor Nick's house the other day and I was talking to him about computers and stuff and he had a, a stream deck sitting on his desk. I was like, Oh, I need to get one of these. He's like, you want it? I was like, what? <laughs> you want it? I was like, what? And he was like, you can take it home if you want. I was like, ah, not right now. I need to build a computer first. But like, they lit- they like, he wants to help us. Huh. And he see- like, and I've talked to him about this podcast, and he sees it. Like, he understands the vision for it, and he's like, I can't help you if you guys are out there. Right. in the wind right so like i think that's something that we need to have a discussion about and i like, think we need to pray about it like, for sure tonight we'd like we need to but like that is an open door that me and dakota have already started stepping through that we could definitely take hold of and that and i'm not saying this is where god is calling us to like go to that church and do that but that is definitely a door that is open that we could take advantage of to start stepping fully in because that's a ministry right there. Right. And he talk, he's talked to me about it where he was like, Jaden has a podcast that he preaches on. And like they do Bible studies and stuff like that. And he's like, I have a podcast. We have so much ability to reach people that aren't just in Natrona Heights. Hmm. But we are, and this is, this is the conversation that we had a while back with um, Denominations. We're taking our mm-hmm. gifts and our talents and we're separating it from a church. If we took the church's gifts and talents and our gift and talents and we put them together, the two halves make a whole. And I'm not saying that the church is the answer, but... It's a, it's a place to start. Yeah. We, we, we got to do something. <laughs> we, are, we are a bunch of kids who have the knowledge and ability to do things, but we don't know how yet. Yeah. They're a bunch of older people that know how and have done it that could definitely teach us. Mm-hmm. Because they, they did what we want to do. They planted a church and they're doing it now. And I'm not saying we want to plant a church, but they are doing and getting into what we want to well, do. They have a platform. Yeah. Basically. And we, we have a small platform, but if we linked up, the platform could blow up and take off right so i i don't know that's something we got to talk about we got to think about um and on top of that the wireless caller was terry <laughs> yes. he, he just sent me a picture of himself was. <laughs> he just sent me a selfie holy nice. calf <laughs> okay but that's pretty much that's pretty much my synopsis on genesis um and i think that's a good a good place to start inside of whatever our ministry is moving forward maybe just using a larger platform to help us springboard into something big and take that step in i think would probably be wise dude i i went to i think it's allison park church no not allison park there's a church in pittsburgh that i went to visit with um some of the pastors from generations though those places are crazy like they, they have this setup that we have but like actual recording studios and stuff like that and like i want to get there (laughs) (laughs) i want us to have a recording studio 
Yeah. That'd be so sweet. Yeah. And I'm not sitting in a folding chair with a dog crate. <laughs> <laughs> but it works fine. I mean, I'm I'm comfy. But like, imagine we all we have a recording studio. We yeah, all have these cool. nice chairs. We don't have to set up the mics and everything. It'd yeah, be so yeah. sweet. You don't you don't carry around the soundboard and the mics in the soundboard box anymore, dude. My, <laughs> I was trying to carry this box that. So like, I have the soundboard came in the original cardboard box. I still have that cardboard box. Then I have a bigger cardboard box that I put that cardboard box in with all the microphones, and I carry that to everywhere we record. And my dad looked at me today, and he's like. Dude, you got to figure something else out. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, this is bad. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, buy me a Pelican case. Oh. Oh, those are expensive. Money. I want one, though. It's about as much, if not more, than this whole setup we have. Yeah. To fit, to fit that? Yeah. Well, that plus all the mics, I'd need two Pelican cases. No, they got big boys. You could put it in one big boy. I don't want to carry an 80-pound Pelican case around. You would, ra- you would rather have two small boys? Yeah. Break it up. Uh, <laughs> I love how it stresses Matt out when we just talk at the end. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, so let, let's, yeah, let's talk about the, uh, before we finish, I want us to talk about the Bible study that we want to do. I want, because I want you guys to tell me your thoughts on it because I, uh, I'm like kind of there, but I don't know exactly what you guys are thinking. So I, whenever you said you wanted to kind of go through Exodus together, I, I thought the same thing because I started doing what Matt did with Genesis. I just started like, because that was my plan originally, just like read the thing front to back. Okay, well, I got to be honest, like it's tremendously freaking difficult to do that. Like it's way harder than I thought it was going to be. I was coming off of like me just finishing like a 200 and some page book, which obviously I know the Bible's longer than that. But like I, no. I, I was I was through this thing in like a week and a half, so I was like, okay, well, like that's not bad. But during that time when I was reading that book, I was not busy at all outside of reading the book. Like I had nothing going on. Yeah. And then as soon as I went to try doing the Bible, it was just like all of a sudden I had like one day a week for like yep. forty five minutes on one certain day that I could read this thing, and I was like, well, crap, that got that got tremendously hard. So I think if we do that, like in the way that we just literally, if we tried to just go front to back, I think us being in a group doing it together gives us like more of a purpose or like it puts it higher up on my priority pool, I guess, as pro- is probably the way that it really is. Mm-hmm. It puts it way higher as a priority than anything else I got going on the, the because s- other people are depending on my view as much as I'm depending on their views. Yeah. The Southern Gospel Bible thumper side of me wants to say that that's the enemy attacking you. I, it's it's not the it's not the enemy attacking me. It's the anime attacking me. <laughs> That's all I do. All I do is watch anime when I get home now, or ride my bike. Get off one my or the other. get off my podcast. It's one or the other. <laughs> you hey, I'm going outside and ride my bike, bro. Chill. I'm okay with the bike. Get a, get out of the anime. Um, it's no, good. Uh, no, I I agree. Like every time you try and start, like sit down, and you're like, I'm gonna read this whole book. You get busy. Yeah, and it's like, why did I just all of a sudden get busy? Well, it's because you're trying to read the Bible. Yeah, and someone doesn't like that. The devil is upon you, <laughs> dude. I wish I had the enthusiasm and like energetic preaching style of like a Southern gospel preacher. What, what pouring out sweat? Oh yeah, it's so it's so entertaining, but like that's just not my style at all. No, Thomas, I just broke your dog kennel. Anyway, okay. Besides the dog kennel, thoughts on a Bible study? How? Yeah, well, Thomas, what do you think about it? How do I mean, you... I like I like the idea. Maddie really wants to do something like that. She's talked about wanting to do something like that for a, a long time. So, so I guess like what I'm asking is, how should we structure it? We have a group of probably about 20 people right now <laughs> that would be willing to get together and dive into the Bible. And I think that we should all just get together and just. But you know what's and talk about it. But you know what's crazy? That group of 20 people, five of them listen to this podcast. It okay. doesn't matter, dude. But, 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 but I'm saying, like, why are the people that we're closest to not trying to be part of our ministry? Why are they not? Maybe like, we haven't asked them. I guess. We <laughs> haven't really expanded it outside of the podcast right, at all. Right, right. Uh, and I think we're screwing from, up. Aside from shooting occasionally. Thanks, COVID. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you think that this is going to... Because ex- like, the, w- the way that I'm thinking of it, I want our friends... 
to be reading something in the Bible and then come to us and be like, hey, I got something to talk about. Let's and talk they about don't. It. But like, it doesn't happen. I don't even know if they do it. Maybe we know. just need a, maybe we, uh, th- that's why I said like, I think we need to get people together and let yeah. God work. I think we need to quit putting it off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's what, exactly what it is. That's what I'm saying. Like, just do it. We need to just, I don't even know what's going to happen. We've been talking about it. I don't care what's going to happen. I think if we just get everybody together, yes. something like it will great happen. will it's happen. It will just happen. And I, I, I think we got to stop trying to like strategize and like figure out like what yeah. is going to happen. What's going to just get everyone together and I think God will make it work. <laughs> it will. It's literally the you know? only thing we need to do. <laughs> okay, so then because I know how the people that we hang out with work, we, us four need to pick a day that we in advance, in advance, in advance, right. and then say, hey, we are doing this on this day. We are studying this. If you want to come, please come. If you didn't come. If you can't read it, it's okay, but we would prefer that you read it. Right. And so that's what we need to do. Us yes. four yes. And plus Mac once he gets back. Right. We need to sit down and be like, hey, this day we're doing this. And then then tell everyone else, hey, yeah. this is what we're doing. Yeah. And just start with something and just let it let it go from there. Cause I think it'll be really good, and once it like catches fire, I think it'll really start to bloom. Just like you said, literally, all we have to do is just get together, and it'll just happen. Right. We won't have to plan anything. There won't be any kind of like special like. Well, I think if we met here, it would work out better. Right, like no, right, you just no. You, some a couple people are gonna have to suck it up and drive five more minutes than the rest of them, and everybody's gonna have to be okay yeah, with it. Yeah. You my, know what I mean? My house is always an option because I have a lot of room. <clears throat> I think we could do the third floor of my house. We could do that too. Sure. Absolutely. Just get some AC up there. Yes. Well, that's not going to matter in the winter. Also, like parking. Parking. Oh, yeah. Way. We have a whole lot right down the road. That's yeah, true. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Yep. Well, th- those are definitely two options because we, we could do your house, have a fire. We could do my house, have a fire. But, yeah. Let's do it. All right. Good deal. Uh, this has been the Common Chaos Podcast. Check us out on Instagram. Not a whole lot on there, but it's there. We should take a picture of this. Post it. Of the dog kennel? Yeah, dude. This is cool. <laughs> this is funny. It actually is kind of funny. Maddie. <laughs> Jamie. All right. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.